Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are coming upon the most holiest of days that is celebrated by Christian believers. It is the time that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to present you a series of messages that will help you to understand what Jesus Christ did, but more importantly, why he did it. It was to offer sinful people eternal life. I want you to listen closely and even contact someone in your family who needs to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the end of today's message, we're going to share an opportunity for you or anyone you know to come to know Jesus. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. It had been a dramatic, heart-wrenching couple of days for the followers of Jesus Christ. When asked about it, one of his disciples said, we hadn't been long finishing the Passover meal when Jesus asked us to go with him out to the garden. I think that was around midnight. He was praying and we were sleeping. I remember him asking us to pray with him, but we were tired. And I know for me, I was, I was knocked out. The next thing I knew, there was a noise and there were torches and there were guards all over the garden. They were looking for Jesus. Judas pointed him out. They caught him and they roughed him up and dragged him off. Peter got mad. He took out a big knife and cut the ear off of one of the guards. But Jesus put it back on. Then Peter said, I told him over my dead body, ain't going to let nobody come in here and just manhandle us. But there was too many of them. I never thought Jesus would let them take him. I took off after them and watched him when they spit on him. Start hitting him with a rod and he did nothing. They acted like they were going to kill him. And then I thought if that's what they're going to do to him, what they're going to do to the rest of us. People started putting me on blast. They said I was with him. I told them I wasn't, I wasn't with him. I said I wasn't going to do that, but I was scared. And so I took off running like everybody else. I didn't say anything, but I, I was watching. That's what John said. They did him wrong. They beat him. They mocked him. They lied on him. And they sent him from one place to another. And this kept going on all night long. They said they were going to crucify him, but I, I couldn't believe that. They made him carry that cross. and They beat him while he carried it. You should have seen him. I could hardly look at him myself. His face was swollen. There was blood all over him. And when they put those nails in his hand... And then his feet almost passed out. It was horrible. All the noise and the shouting. And to hear the Lord scream when they lifted him up, I, I couldn't hardly take it. I never thought I would see the master 
who perform miracles of power be taken down like this. He looked at me. He told me to take care of his mother. And then he died. The sky turned black. The ground shook. Even the Roman soldiers' eyes got big. We didn't know what was about to happen. They took him down before the Sabbath, put him in a tomb, and rolled this great big stone in front of it and posted some guards. I heard them talking. They said maybe somebody might try to come and steal his body. And I thought to myself, what in the world is going on and why did all of this happen? I took Mary home and then I, I went looking for the rest of you guys. Well, that's the way it was on that Friday when Jesus was crucified. The scripture narrative picks up on Sunday. It doesn't tell us too much about what was going on on that Saturday. I want to pick up where that narrative picks up in the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 1. And it starts like this. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? The first chance they got, these women were trying to get to Jesus. They realized that there was an obstacle, and that obstacle was that stone that was rolled in front of the tomb. And as I was looking at that, I also realized that there are those that are sitting in the audience or listening to me right now who have a desire to get to Jesus and we still think there's a stone in the way. There is an obstacle that may be preventing us from getting to Jesus. But God is in the obstacle removing business. Matthew put it this way as I look at this whole story out of the Four Gospels in Matthew 28 2 he said there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. So when the women arrived they discovered that the stone was already removed. Here's what I want to tell you if you feel distant from the Lord and you feel like there's something that's prohibiting you or blocking you from getting to him. Don't let what you think are the stones that could block your access keep you from moving toward Jesus. These women were moving toward him even though they knew in their hearts and they had saw that there was a stone blocking the way. They said we're going anyway. We'll figure out how to get the stone moved when we get there. But by the time they got there, God had already worked it to get that stone moved out of the way. He'll do the same for you. It may be the stone of your lifestyle that keeps you from moving 
toward Jesus and connecting with him. It may be the stone of your past failures and what has occurred in your life that you feel like the Lord don't want to see you. But I can tell you that he's waiting for you. Just keep moving toward Jesus. I thought I'd throw that in on this story. But in Luke chapter 24 verse 2 as he continues with the story, they found a stone rolled from the tomb but when they entered they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. They walked in and they were looking for him, but they did not find him. And in verse 5 it says, In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And on the third day he will be raised again. Then they remembered his words. See when they went to the tomb to look for one dead man. They were met by two men who were alive. They asked them, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Now actually they could have said, we aren't looking for the living among the dead, we're looking for the dead among the dead. Because the last time they saw Jesus, he was dead and that's who they came looking for. I came looking for the dead because that's why we brought the uh, spices because we're going to anoint his body. The angels had to remind the women of what Jesus said. They said he is not here and the reason he's not here is because he is risen. He was not moved but he was moving. He was not carried. He was walking. Uh, he's not here because he has risen. They could have said he's just not here. And they could have thought, well, wonder who took him. But no, he is risen. And he said, remember, he told you he would be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And on the third day, he's going to be raised again. And they said, yeah, 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 you're right. It seemed like to me he did say something about that on the third day. But I didn't know he was really going to do that. The Lord will tell us something. And it's good we can hear it in a sermon. I know what the Bible says, but when we're in a situation, we forget about what he told us. He said, I can take you through the fire when you're going through your trials. And we say, hallelujah, praise God, and we'll stand up while the preacher's preaching that. But when we get to the fire, we start getting scared because we just said, I don't know how I'm going to make it. He said, didn't I say, I'll take you through the fire? He said, remember he told you, in fact, he told you when you were in Galilee that they were going to crucify him, but he's going to get up in the third day. So I don't know why you're bringing spices. Oh yeah, he did say something about that. Well, reminds me that when we can hear something, we can hear it conceptually, but we don't believe it in our hearts. It's like when you're a parent and you, you have teenage children and you tell them, when you get 21 years old, you're going to have to leave this house. And they hear you. 
when they're 15 and they just say, okay, yeah, right. I'm going to leave. Don't worry, I'll leave. And then on their 21st birthday, you wake them up that morning and say, get your stuff and get out. And they say, well, what now? Yes, you're 21. I've been telling you all the time, when you get to be 21, you're going to have to get your stuff and get out. I didn't know you really meant that. Yes, I did. <laughs> Jesus had been telling them, you destroy this body, in three days it's going to be raised up again. Destroy this temple, it's going to be raised up. I'm going to be lifted up and I'm going to get up. I'm going to be risen. But they just heard it, but they didn't believe it. It's just like people can hear about the word of God and what things are going to happen. They can hear it, but they ain't going to believe it. The Bible says that he's coming back again to receive those who are saved. Oh yes, I heard that, but when he come, we're going to say, what you doing here? This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin, and every year this time, our focus turns to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's the good news. The bad news is it seems like we only wait until this time of the year to really focus on what Jesus Christ did for us. For every believer, every day, we should be thankful to the Lord that he gave his life for us so that we do not have to perish, but we can live an abundant life and we can escape the fires of hell and spend eternity with God in heaven. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. What is he going to save us from? Eternal damnation and hell fire. Those of you who are listening to me right now, you may be at church, but you may not be in church. That means that you're just going through the motions. You're just attending, but you're not connected with God. This is the season to remind us of why Jesus Christ came in the first place, and he came to save a lost and dying world. You can make that decision even now to give your life to Jesus Christ. I give you this opportunity to be my guest at the light of the world. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. You can meet Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you can join with the family of believers that will help you to grow and fulfill God's will and purpose in your life. If you would like to listen to this message again or previous broadcasts, go to our new website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.